That sounded very satisfying. <sighs> Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today we got another gun gripe episode for you. We're going to be diving down the rabbit hole today of deceit. <laughs> Guys, we're really upset with Dan Crenshaw right now out of Texas and Brian Babin, who is of no relation to Frodo Baggins. That was a bad joke. But we are going to discuss the TAPS Act. Now, um, oh, look, Lord. guys, this, is, this has been a pretty extreme talking point over the last several days here. And, you know, any time that there's a tragedy that occurs, of course, you know, all of the political agents involved, of course, are going to try to enact some form of, you know, stricter control on your rights. All right, they, they're always going to politicize a tragedy. They're always going to use it as a talking point to push for more control. But the issue is the Republicans aren't supposed to do that. The Republicans are supposed to be on our side. They're supposed to say no more gun control. They're supposed to be the voice of reason. They're supposed to be the party of reason. But, Eric, they haven't been on our side for a long time. Right, but what we're getting at, though, is there's a lot of Republicans that are jumping ship, mm -hmm. and they're... They're not towing the line of the Second Amendment. They're, they're saying, yeah, well, maybe we should push back a little bit on this and provide this and provide that. Now, I will be honest here. At least, you know, Trump's recent statements where he discusses mental health and everything, at least he's admitting that it's a people problem and not a gun problem and that guns as an object is not the issue. The people wielding it potentially could be. Okay, I think it's safe to say we can all agree that people kill people, not guns. But what happens, okay, when you give the government the authority and ability to decide who is undesirable, who is not fit to own a gun, who it might be crazy, you know, who gets to move that line forward and back, who gets to make that, that choice, who gets to choose mm -hmm. who has the right to own a gun and who doesn't based on their mental capacity, how crazy they may or may not be. So, who gets to draw the line in the sand of who's crazy and who isn't? Do you want the government being able to do that? That's our, that's our gripe here. Well, yeah, they can create the standard, but then they can modify the standard at their own leisure. They move the goalposts. Exactly. So, the uh, TAPS Act that Crenshaw refers to. Let, is, me, let me quickly, before yeah. he gets into this, H.R. 838. I like Dan, okay? Oh, I, I, I do too. I, th I think he's a good guy. Like There are a lot of things he says, and I'm like... Cool. Okay, I agree with that. You know, there's a lot of things where I'll go, all right, Dan, you know, like you get fired up a bit. But then there's some things like this where it's like, Dan, come on, man. Dude. So let's, let's dive into it. TAPS Act. Threat Assessment Prevention and Safety Act. So this was introduced by, let's see. Oh, yeah, sponsored by his fellow Texan Republican Brian Babin. Brian, Brian Baggins. It's not Baggins, Dick. It makes me hungry for second supper and dinner. Shall One we cut up some potatoes? Some rabbit. Rabbit stew. I'm sorry. <laughs> we okay, were, okay, we okay. Were, we were joking okay. about it earlier. And it's just, I was dying laughing. I'm all a right. horrible person. We are. Uh, just, all right. So I'm making fun of that man. All right. I'm not. So the TAPS Act um, will standardize and provide a behavioral threat assessment and management process across the federal government. What did we talk about? will provide states the training resources and support needed to stand up community-based multidisciplinary behavioral threat assessment and management units. So they're going to have little like goon squads 
that are going to assess your mental stability. Oh, that sounds real fun. I love, I like that a lot. That sounds great. Urges that this is a matter of national security. If we act now and work together, we can save lives. I'm not going to doubt that the intention is good. Okay? Trust me. Everything is done in good intentions. The road to you-know-what is paved with good intentions. Okay? We're not doubting the intentions of these people. We're not saying their intentions are bad intentions. But you have to understand, we are dealing with the government, the federal government. Don't, don't worry about state government. Think about it. I mean, Dan's a veteran. He was in the military. He was a SEAL. And I respect him for his service, you know. Like, it takes courage to go over there and face the bad guys. You know, we've all, well, I've, I've been there. He's been there. I mean, trust me, we get it. But you know and I know, Dan, that <laughs> the government is infamous for screwing things up. Do you really want to trust a questionable bureaucratic process to people that can't even keep up with everything from VA paperwork to your medical records to all of the... I mean, everything the government has to do with when it comes to paperwork, they find a way to screw it up. Mm -hmm. So, oh, the stamp should have been in this block or that block. Oh, this is an undesirable that we need to go to his house and collect his guns because Sally said that he's dangerous. Nah, do you really trust that, that secretary to check the right block and send the paperwork up the chain? And do you really trust, you know, the sheriff to get uh, transpose a number on the form and, and go to the wrong house? Mm. You know what I mean? It's just dangerous. It's dangerous to law enforcement and civilians alike. Anybody who served, especially, and is capable of knowing how bad the government screws things up yep. should know that this is a terrible idea. Yeah, so what, what Dan said, I guess this is a Twitter feed, it said, These disgusting mass shootings have been following a pattern ever since Columbine. Sick and lonely men have decided that this is how they vent their frustrations. And then he replied, uh, The solutions aren't obvious, even if we pretend that they are. We, But we must try. Let's start with the TAPS Act. Maybe also implement state red flag laws, which we've talked about in the past. Um, or gun violence restraining orders, stop them before they can hurt someone. Um, this is an article on bearing arms it will link, but you know it goes into talk about they're 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 taking a they're taking an issue that they're blaming a gun for, and they're getting okay. So what? Red flag laws. You get a gun out of a, a situation where somebody might hurt themselves or others. Well, what are the tools that they have at their disposal? You're taking away a firearm. Okay, it's not helping the individual. You know, it's it's the person that needs addressing, not the tools. They still have, you know, the article referenced car keys, car, matches, gas, provisions to make all kinds of things around your house with common household items that you can hurt yourself with or hurt someone else with mm -hmm. or multiple people. You know, they, they're not addressing the issue. That's the problem that you know, a lot of people have with this. But we've talked about red flag laws, and red flag laws have gotten people killed. And they will continue to do so. And they're blatantly unconstitutional. Bottom line. That's one thing I was going to mention you know? is that there's already been one so, death associated with red flag laws in Maryland. So, as a society, how do we how do we implement something like this 
in a way that doesn't infringe on someone's rights. And honestly, I've racked my brain numerous times trying to consider the possibilities, and there just aren't any. It is a blatant infringement on your rights because there's no due process, okay? You don't get to go show up to some court and plead your case as to why you think that your gun shouldn't be taken away. Someone does it. Someone goes to the court and says, hey, this person's dangerous, and they have to take their word for it. So it's going to create an entire mass of people who are just going to get ticked at their neighbor over something trivial, okay? Your, your, your dog is taking a dump in the neighbor's yard every day, and they're mad about it. And they see you take a gun case out of your car to go in, into the house one day, minding your own business, not harming a soul. And they go, aha, mm -hmm. he's got guns. And then they call up, and they go, oh, this guy threatened me, his dog poops in my yard, blah, 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 all this. And all of a sudden, what is it? They have to... They can't not take your word for it when you go and complain about it because... Don't drop that. Oh, yeah, that's a grenade, by the way. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if they don't take your word for it and then you die as a result of gun violence, then the blood's on their hands. That's the way they treat it. Oh, well, we have to take every threat as a, as a, you know, a tried-and-true threat. Now, the way that I read the TAPS Act and what separates the TAP, TAPS Act from let's just say normal red flag laws, it is red flag laws because they're going to take your guns without due process. But, however, one thing that the TAPS Act sort of aims to do, and I'm not saying I agree with the TAPS Act or that I think we should have the TAPS Act, but I'm just saying the fact of the matter when you read it is it wants to establish a protocol for threat assessment and a protocol that can be applied to various government agencies I'm assuming all the way down to even state and federal levels. So the issue is, is when you open Pandora's box, when you say, all right, government, here's Pandora's box, and they go, hmm, I don't know, uh, Pandora's box, they're, they're going to open it up and they're going to go, all right, yeah, there might be some jurisdictions where they go, all right, Sally's getting beat up by Johnny, and Johnny probably don't need to have a gun until we sort this whole thing out. There's going to be people that understand that that type of arrangement there's going to be other jurisdictions that go, all right, what can we do with this? Because they're vividly and morbidly anti-gun. Mm. So you can't trust a simple process to not be abused. And, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> it just, I yeah. don't agree with it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's a, it's a good idea at all. Me neither. See, I think about the implementation of a law like this, if it was to get through. Um, all right, so you got these goon squads that the federal government creates. All right, so how are they going to get their information? Are they going to uh, petition for the release of medical records? Are there going to be new questions during like an annual physical yeah. about your mental stability, firearms ownership? Yeah, are they going to add questions um, to the 4473? So stuff like that. All right, so where are they going to get the information from? Are they going to take their little goon squad and pull up in your driveway and come door to door? Or are they going to do like routine checks of your home? And if they find any contraband, you know, or uh, like gun magazines, or they might they might take your computer or something and see what you've been searching for on eBay, or reading on the forums, or whatever, you know. And then uh, who, who's to say that who's to say what is dangerous and what's not, you know? But you give them that little bit of power, and what happens when you give a government entity just a little bit of power? They want more and more and more, and more, and more, and then they start changing the rules, and then you're stuck, and it's 1984, it's Minority Report, 
I mean, sorry. It's just be, continuously moving the goalposts. You know, uh, it just, I hate to be that way, but I, I always, I, I'm always pessimistic with this kind of stuff. I always think like worst case scenario because that's what it can wind up as. You've seen it before. All you have to do is look back at history in other countries without as many constitutionally guaranteed rights as we have here. It would have happened a long time ago had we not had the First Amendment, the Second Amendment. Long time ago. Long time ago. But it's crazy. Crazy to think about. Maybe we're crazy for thinking it. But and, I, and, and look, you know. And look, here, here's the thing, too. <clears throat> I, I'm not making this video to be a, a screw Dan Crenshaw video. Okay, or I'm sorry. What was the other gentleman's Brian name? Babin. Brian Babin. We're not trying to say Brian Babin and Dan Crenshaw are terrible people and or horrible human beings or anything. We want to hold them accountable because we do. I do believe in Dan, you know, and I think he's got a lot of potential as a very powerful ally for our cause, not only in the cause of the Second Amendment, but in the cause of liberty. You know, I I don't think that Dan has an anti-gun bone in his body. And I think it's safe for us to say that, but it's important the 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 transgressions and the wrongdoings hurt more when it comes from somebody that you think is supposed to be on your side and you think is supposed to be on the side of liberty and that's why we're making this video. I wouldn't make a video just saying, "Oh, Shame on you, Nancy Pelosi, for uh, introducing another assault weapons ban. Or shame on you, Dianne Feinstein, for introducing another assault weapons ban. That's not the point. We know what, they're, what they are. We can't change their mind. No amount of logic is going to change their mind. But we know. I'd like to think I know what Dan is. And that's why this video is important. It's important for those that we think can be saved to try our best to make them understand our point of view. And... And that he's going to lose a lot of constituents if he chooses to support, you know, this bill. And I get it. When you're in a political environment, it's really hard to say, okay, I support this. And then get a whole bunch of, of backlash and outrage and then make a video two weeks later saying, you know what, I thought about this and it's not that good of an idea. Like, trust me, nobody wants to go back on their word. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants that. But guys, it's what politicians are supposed to do. They're supposed to listen to the people, and the people are supposed to be their constituents and their voice of reason. If they do something and the people don't like it, then the people should complain about it. And they should go, you know what, I got a lot of feedback from my constituents, I got a lot of feedback from you, the voters, all of you, and y'all don't like this idea, so we're going to go back to the drawing board. We're either going to come up with a different idea, or we're going to try to make the TAPS Act make sense, which I don't think it could ever make sense, but Whatever talking point needs to occur, make it occur and just make it happen. So that is sort of the baseline issue, mm -hmm. I, I believe. So yep. we wanted to make this video because we care about the, you know, the way that laws are passed in this country. We care about the political process. I believe that the political process still has a positive effect and that it can be a, an effectual way to make things happen. I, I want to believe in our in our legal process. I really do. I want to believe that it is a beneficial thing for everyone. And that liberty and justice truly are blind and that it applies to everybody equally. But I don't know. In my experience dealing with the government, I think the TAPS Act has terrible, terrible, terrible implications for abuse. Absolutely. And that's just my thoughts on that. Yep. I'm going to leave you all with it. Anything that's about, else? No. Nah. <laughs> No, sorry. I think we, we said all that needs to be said, guys. Come on, Dan. Let, let's get on the freedom train.
Get back on the freedom train. Start shoveling some coal, man. Let's go. We got to get it going. It's slowing down. We, we need you, Dan. All right. Guys, have a great day. We appreciate y'all watching. Uh, definitely want to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you to all the folks who purchased man cans, t-shirts like this snazzy polo I'm wearing, and this snazzy t-shirt that Ronald McDonald's wearing here. Uh, guys, look, if you love our content and you love what we do and you'd like to directly financially support us, those are the best ways you can do it, is either donating on Patreon, buying a man can, which is a monthly merchandise box that we sell. Basically what we do is we pick a theme each month and it's a mystery box. You pre-order it and we fill it full of all kind of cool goodies and it gets sent to you about 30, 45 days later. It's really cool. It's uh, you know, we're one of the the first like mystery box guys out mm -hmm. there. I just spend a little bit of time talking about this here, but you know, it's a lot of fun. We like doing the mystery boxes for y'all. We like doing the t-shirts. Uh, we have a ton of, of content creators over on Ballistic Inc. If you guys want to check out all the t-shirts, um, say that there's other channels that you like. Say you watch Tim at Military Arms Channel, or you watch, um, you know, 22 Plinkster, or whoever, and you love their content. If you buy a t-shirt on their, their area of the website, then they earn money off of those t-shirts to help fund their channel. So, Ballistic Inc. is a great way that you can go on there and support all of your favorite content creators. If you pick up an Iraq Veteran shirt, a Plinkster shirt, a, a Military Arms Channel shirt, guess what? All that stuff goes to you, but then all of them get paid for that shirt. So everybody makes a little money, and it's a way that you can help your favorite content creators. So thank you guys so very much for watching today's video. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we're not trying to be too hard on you, Dan, but we've got to hold your feet to the fire a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Guys, thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Many more on the way. See you guys.